Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. So last year, during a walk with my family in the pandemic, I ran into my drawing teacher from my first year of art school. And she shouts at me, Keith Murray, are you still drawing? I shamedly admitted to her, no, I haven't been as much as I'd like to. And she goes to proclaim with my family to witness, you know, in my 30 years of teaching, Keith was the best drawer I ever taught. Uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, what happened? Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I on the wrong path? Ever since I was little, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to use my creativity to tell stories and share my visions with the world. I wrestled with this calling my whole life. I've always wanted to be of service to my community and to help others. But I've been scared of using my voice and trusting my talents. And I have to be honest with you, I never set out to be a minister. It was in my teens when a queer friend of mine killed themselves. It was because the church told him he didn't belong in this world that I was kind of violently nudged on this path. You see, a minister at his funeral, when his mother was really upset, wondering if his soul was in hell, wouldn't comfort her, but he only offered that we could pray for his soul. My teenage self was outraged. Who was this person speaking on behalf of the great love, the great love that I knew? Saying that the soul of my friend who didn't feel like he belonged in this world because of the church would also be rejected by God in the next world. I guess that's where my call to be a minister started because I wanted to speak up for that love and I didn't have the words then, but I'm learning how to use my voice now. The story of Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat is a story that I've come to connect with deeply. You know, at a profound crossroads in my life, when I had an experience of being burnt out, well, it was PTSD from my work on the front lines during the opioid crisis in Vancouver's downtown east side. I found myself one night unable to sleep, reaching for my uncle's Bible on the nightstand and randomly allowing it to open. It opened to Genesis 32, the story of Joseph. And I kept reading on until Genesis 50. I couldn't put it down. And it was just last year, however, that I discovered an even deeper understanding to a connection to Joseph's story from Genesis and the coat of many colors. <laughs> Israel, Joseph's father, loved them very much. And their other brothers were jealous of this love. Israel gave Joseph this special garment that is translated as a coat of many colors. And the brothers were jealous of this special gift. They beat him up. They plotted to kill him. They left Joseph literally in the grave to rot. They were resentful of these dreams that Joseph had and this special gift of the special relationship and the special garment. Joseph was a special kind of person. But what was this garment? And why were they so resentful of Joseph wearing it? Well, the Hebrew word is ketanet pasim. 
And it shows up one other place in the Bible, in 2 Samuel 13, 18. And there we actually have it defined. This is a garment worn by the virgin daughters of the king. It's a princess dress. Joseph was someone who didn't identify with perhaps the label they were given them. Maybe they weren't entirely what we thought they were. Somebody who might have occupied a space of the third gender. Somebody like me, non-binary person. Maybe their name might have been Josephine or just Joe. If we look at the story this way, it's a story that the queer and trans community and the gender diverse community really relates to. Because finally, we can see ourselves reflected in scripture in an ancient story that so profoundly mirrors the experiences that we have had. Transgender, two-spirit, non-binary, and gender diverse people have been through this. We have been through a lot. We have been kicked out of our homes, out of our faith communities, told that we need to present in a gender that we don't identify with. We've been told that our vision or our dreams for this world, our gifts aren't wanted or worthy. And when the murder rates of Black trans women and trans women of color, two-spirit Indigenous women, two-spirit individuals are astronomical compared to those of cisgendered or even those of white trans community members, we have to see there's a part of our culture that is afraid of the other still, like Joe's brothers. And there's a part of Joe's brothers in each of us that calls us to hide the part of who dares to live God's truth in the world. But the story doesn't end where we left it. Because Joseph listened to who they were, listened to the voice of God, and trusted their gift to interpret dreams and shared their truth. They were found by the Pharaoh of Egypt and buoyed up to a position in office as the vizier. When the brothers finally came many years later, they didn't recognize them because they were being their true self. They were living a life as God called them as who they were meant to be. And they were being exalted in a position that honored and respected in a culture that maybe wasn't the same as the tribe they grew up in. This is a story for so many young people who leave their small communities, who go to big cities, looking for a family where they couldn't find it at home. In a way, it's my story, though I had loving and accepting parents, because I was somebody who doubted my own gifts from God, who resisted sharing my truth. My identity, I resisted trusting my dreams, using my gifts, and sharing my visions with the world. And I've realized that not sharing my truth has consequences that can lead to the grave. But trusting in God and being who I'm meant to be, answering the call, can get us out of jail, using our gifts. And still I discern my path forward as a minister, as an artist, how do I use the gifts God has given me and not hide them? I was lucky enough, as I said, to have loving parents like Joseph who accepted me. And how do I take this love from my parents, as Israel did, and not take it for granted? How do I not listen to those brothers in my own head? I remember that night that I picked up my uncle's Bible he had passed away from a brain tumor when he was 30, and I don't really have any memory of him. I was a baby, but I know from the stories in our family that he was a loving man who was always there to help. And I can't help but think that every moment that I'm here is a gift. 
and that it's never too late to change as long as we're breathing and living into our truth. Whether we want to be an artist even after we turn 40, as non-binary pop musician from Calgary, Ray Spoon sings, or whether we come out much later in life, I don't think it's ever too late to listen to the gift God gives us and to stop listening to the world and the thoughts that might have us hide our love or dim our light to make others feel comfortable. The truth shall set us free. And forgiveness reveals God's love, the truth of God's love. And Joseph's story continues in Genesis 50. When they're reunited with their family and their father, and when Israel finally passes away, his brothers were afraid that Joseph would retaliate for what they did to him all those years ago. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph forgave them and accepted the path that they went through from the grave through the prison was the only way to get where they were. This was God's plan. And on the path towards God, we are called to forgive others. But most importantly, we're called to forgive ourselves. And when I think about my path, I have to trust it. Everything happens for a reason. All the pain I've experienced in times I've not heeded God's call, or the times I've been afraid to let my gifts shine, when I've swerved left instead of veering right, all of that has led me to where I am today. And on the path before me is still the path towards God. Why do I have to choose between being a minister and an artist? Why not both? <laughs> Why do I have to choose between being a man or a woman? Why not both? Non-binary. <laughs> I'm really excited to explore this in seminary. Ministry as art, art as ministry. That's an exciting place. Maybe where I'm called to be, it's not the easy place. But like Joseph, I'm called to follow it and pave that path. And so I keep the story of Joseph close to me to inspire me to listen to the voice and the dreams that God plants in my head and to trust when I am called to share them, even when it terrifies me. I have to trust that path, that being yourself will take you to places you don't expect. And even if you're in the grave or in prison, it's not the end of your story. Being who God calls you to be will get you out of jail free. So as we kick off Pride Week, I reached out to Ray Spoon, who was raised here in Calgary, this queer non-binary pop musician, whom I'm a big fan, and they gave their blessing to share this song with you. One I often see myself reflected in, and I hope you will all see too. It speaks to that call of Joseph and all of us who are gifted with truth and maybe a little bit afraid to share it. So, how do we find the courage to do whatever the heck we want? <laughs> Especially when others are trying to tell us what the heck we should do, who we should love. This is an anthem for Pride Week. And hurting other people is not part of the deal as they sing, but embracing your truth is. So enjoy. Should I be a man or a woman? What does that really 
someone what the heck to do Hurting other people is not part of the deal Just say So whether you are like Ray or Joseph, wearing your rainbow garment of light, coming out at any age, becoming an artist after the age of 40, or an accountant, stepping into your gifts late in life, or stepping out into the world as who you are, may God's strength be with you and guide you as you find the courage to trust the gifts God gives you, to trust in your dreams, to forgive and be reborn in each moment. May it be so. May we allow ourselves to be transformed and trust the path and look back on the rocky road behind us with forgiveness. May we learn to lead with our hearts and let the world see us as God sees us. Maybe then we'll be able to participate in a world where we all belong. Happy Pride. God bless. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.